The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Beck Dental Care, Columbia Academy, Jones and Ling Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoit with United Country Realty, the Law Office of David A. Bates, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Their trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931-381-2663 or visit mtbj.net. Tennessee Sports Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yao. Good Friday morning. Welcome in. It is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today and we've made it to the end of another week. The good thing about this is this week is not just the end of a regular week. This is weekends most not all but most of high school basketball's regular seasons most 11 triple a they're they're out there doing their own thing but. yeah um their seating meeting is actually wednesday so i think they have a full slate. well they don't have a full slate of games tonight but i think they've got games tuesday night that will wrap up their regular season before they have their seating meeting on wednesday so, so. Tons of games for them left. I think at least two or three for just about everybody. Mm -hmm. Uh, So make sure that you're paying attention to that. After all of that mess we went through yesterday, I think we have some clarity among high school district tournaments in, especially at least in eight AAA, even though it took me a minute last night on the air. Uh, Bless you. Bless you. Mm -hmm. That was fun. Get it out. A silent sneezer. Yeah, solid I, assassin. I can. Don't hurt yourself. I, yeah, <laughs> I've always been able to do that. You got to let it out somehow. Well, I mean, the problem is when you let it out, and then you have nothing to. It's going to eventually come out somewhere. So, oh, that's fine. And and I, <laughs> during a break, I'll, I'll blow it. But, okay, good. But for now, I mean, do we really want to hear that on the air? No, no, no. That's a. For, <laughs> Wasn't ready for a sneeze. I'm sure that's not the first time that somebody's asked that question about this show. Do we really want to hear that on the air? I mean, that's true. Or more importantly, do we want to see that? Which you can on Facebook (laughs) and Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today. Because you definitely want to do that. If you want to interact with the show, the best way to do it is on Facebook Live. Make sure that you search Southern Middle Tennessee Sports, like our page, and you'll get the notifications for live videos, which happen each and every day at 9 a.m. Central Time, depending on you know what. I guess this is standard time. We'll get daylight time in about, what, a month or two? I don't know when. 
It's a good question. I don't know when daylight time begins. About six weeks, probably. We've had that. We've had Late that discussion. March, early April. We've had that discussion on this on this show about <laughs> my disdain for standard time. Your disdain for anything standard. There's I, I've, that. I've, I see another column coming on the website. Uh, make it make say. sense. Yeah, I got something to say. Slack, comma, make it make sense. I just don't like 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. sunsets any more than I like 5 p.m. sunsets. And we can, we can you standardize this. You don't this, like 9 p.m. sunsets? No. Really? I'm going to bed at 9 o'clock. I don't want the sun to still be up. But you'd be less likely to go to bed at 9 o'clock if the sun is still up. But I want to go to bed at 9 o'clock. It's the summer. In the summer, you want to go to bed at 9 o'clock? Yeah, as long as the Braves are over. That's about the and rarely is that the case. Speaking of you, make you it need make, a life. Speaking of make it make sense. So the major league schedule is being announced or has been announced. And I saw this tweet yesterday. This is brutal. It was my tweet. I know. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I saw this tweet and it was brutal. Yeah. So the Atlanta Braves, Atlanta Braves. Who play in Georgia mm-hmm. in the South. Yeah. Open their season the first week of April with three games in Philadelphia. Mm. And then they played three more games in Washington. Both of these cities, by the way, are north of Atlanta. And in early April, uh, yeah, there's no telling what kind mm. of weather you're going to get. At least their day games, though. I, I guess they have to rotate those cities because the Braves have not opened the season at home in six years. Well, six I want, years. I want yeah. specifically to the Braves, but other cities. If if you go strictly with opening in southern cities, then on opening day, none of those northern cities would ever have the opening day. You know, and baseball is so traditionalist. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fine. Rotate it. I, I yeah, yeah, it should be rotated. I, it should be rotated. Yeah. That rotation should get you an opening series in Atlanta more than. Once every six years, assuming they're at you home think. next year. Yeah, you would think. So, make it make sense. Make it make sense, please. It doesn't. I, I, can we, we could have opened at Miami. We could have opened at home. Could have opened at home. And Instead, Philadelphia and Washington could have opened in Miami, Miami and Atlanta, mm-hmm. where your weather is going to be at least a little bit more predictable. And a little bit less chance of snow. At least, at least warmer in its uh, unpredictability. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, there's my make it make sense you, contribution. You can't make it make sense. Not that one. It's anyway. I see a sponsor for that coming soon. That makes too much sense, gentlemen. Uh, hey, sponsors. No, make it make sense and make yeah. it make sense. Sponsor, exactly. there are plenty of businesses out there that make sense. I think they want to make dollars, JP. Well, <laughs> true. Oh, sorry, I, that could, I, 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 there it is. Come on. <laughs> oh man. Okay, man. so so happy Friday, everybody. <laughs> so, are we going to um, address? Not the pink elephant in the room, but the extra person in the room. The extra person, or is he just not visible? And so we're just well, he's not talk about him. visible yet on uh, on he camera. Be. He will be though. But yeah, oh, we can. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you can. Oh my bad. I, I, how, how I about no? How about 
that's a nice tease. Okay. We have a, a special guest that is going to be hanging out with us. Uh, we hope more than just today. Um, hopefully we won't run him off. Yeah, hopefully we won't scare him off. But uh, So, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, it's a nice tease. Well done. Well done, Mo. Good morning, Stacy, on Facebook. Stacy. Stacy Lynn Harper. Stacy Lynn Harper. Stacy Lynn, yeah. Uh, Hello, Har- Harp, not Harper. Sorry, I'm sorry. Stacy Lynn. Who? Randall, you know Randall Harp. Oh, From Chapel Hill. His wife. cool. Okay. Hey, Stacy. <laughs> if you want to interact with us like that mm-hmm. on Facebook, yep, you can. Facebook Live again. Social media is the key. At sm underscore tn sports on Twitter. At Mo Patton underscore sports. At Chris Yao fourteen. At JPPSEC, and that's not for Southeastern Conference. Nope. Nope. But, but it could be. Nope. Oh, JP's wearing his uh, his Preds shirt today. Stop it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> is that his Preds shirt or is that his Auburn it was, shirt? It was enlightening. <laughs> um, I, you know, I, my wife has accused me sometimes, or she has asked me. If you're colorblind. If I'm colorblind. And I'm not colorblind. Apparently there are certain shades that I may have trouble with and that I just don't think about. And and it's it's kind of concerning because I like to think that I have – I like to look nice from time to time. I mean, today may not be Friday. I'm wearing a flannel shirt, but it's 30 degrees outside, and there's ice fog in the air. So Intelligent. Um, but, you know, I like to look nice. I like to color coordinate and match. And so to it's, coordinate. Yeah, it's a little concerning sometimes when I, when I pick up something. And, yeah, I wore this shirt, and I had a Predator's hat, um, mm. and I had a – a predator's vest, and and I was like, and when I bought it, I was like, oh yeah, I it's can wear a, that. It's a little gold. It's it's the it's a little mustardy. Yeah, it's, it's a little gold. It's so a little it's, orange. It's it leaning toward orange though. And and the preds gold is is very gold. Very very, very gold. gold. It's borderline burnt orange to some degree. Mm. I think it's yellow. My, my yeah. optometrist so. when I was growing up though told me that guys aren't color blind they're color ignorant that's correct well yeah <laughs> that's and, and that's probably what i am and maybe that's a little more hurtful than being color <laughs> <laughs> yeah, blind is a deficiency right. ignorant is ignorant is just willful yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no that's that's not pretz so i made sure that's more that's yeah. more auburn slash summit yeah Orange so i made sure to not to wear the predator's hat today okay. i went with the you know the the faded navy blue whatever mm-hmm um so yeah which there's... which can fit and then a, a faded you know blue shirt underneath and you're good and it works yeah you're good you know, we wear but, a uh, lot of navy in here by the way yeah i mean you're navy 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 it's a solid color i don't know poor andrew over there he didn't get the memo uh i hate that for andrew's him. in his fun work clothes he is do you see where he where yes. he yes i had one of his one of his jobs lucky very excited <laughs> james james Dickinson. And he wants to be here what's wrong with him <laughs> Stacy said, "Do you guys ever plan on covering pickleball? Pickleball? Oh, do you guys know what pickleball is? I, 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 I have heard of it. Actually, I've never seen it. I've heard of it, but um. pickleball is like it's like in between ping pong and tennis. So mm-hmm. it's a smaller court, smaller paddle, but kind of like tennis. You play doubles and that sort yeah. of thing. It's really, it's actually uh, a lot of fun for." For a lot of folks, they love yeah. it. Um, I tell you what, Stacy, if you would like to cover it and submit your <laughs> oh, coverage <there> <laughs> to sm-tnsports.com, 
We're here. By the way, uh, talking about my shirt, Coach Dickinson <laughs> says, take, Jay, take the shirt off. Please don't. No. no. I, I, <laughs> At least he has an undershirt. Yeah. yeah. Wait, is that is that because you said Auburn? I think that's why. Oh, that yeah. He's a, he's in Alabama. Not. That that set him on a uh, yeah. on a crimson rage. Oh, <laughs> oh, he's seeing Sorry. red. All right, yes, seeing crimson. There you go. Oh man, off my, the rails already on a Friday morning. My dad is mourning his favorite trio this morning. He's mourning his favorite trio. So, um, what's he in mourning of? I don't know. That's how he spelled it with a U. Oh, um, oh, I got you. Um, man, you need to leave that alone. By the way, uh, a question, uh, Brian says, what is pickleball? What is pickleball? And that's yeah. what we were saying. Yeah. It's just, uh-huh. it's like, it's like a middle, it's a middle between ping pong slash tennis. Um, tennis. It's, it's kind of a, a smaller court with a smaller paddle. Smaller court than tennis. Yes. Bigger court than Bigger court. Than, well, it's not a table. It's an actual court. It's just a smaller version of it, so. Yeah, Stacy says, uh, "Don't tempt me. I have pickleball group here in Spring Hill with over a hundred players. Come on, hey, there we go. If it'll get us a hundred clicks on the website, hey. <laughs> I like it. Bring a sponsor too. Uh, <laughs> we, I like it. we may go. We may go do a pickleball. That would be fun. Uh, uh, photo gallery. You may go do uh, that, a that pickleball may, photo gallery. Uh, listen, we as in sm tnsportscom We can add it to the um, Mostradamus picks." Who's going to win pickleball this week? <laughs> yeah. Does does the crystal ball are, cover pickleball? So, I don't think the crystal ball does cover pickleball. Are they, are they called picklers? I, Players uh, of pickleball, are they called picklers? Stacy, maybe you can help me with that. Probably not. <laughs> you don't think so? That would make sense, though, wouldn't it? It would. It would make sense. We are. You know <laughs> what make else it would, make sense. You know what else would make sense? <laughs> Probably going to the rundown. Run yeah, it would. <laughs> This is the Rundown. This is your Friday Rundown brought to you by Chip Walters of Exit Realty of Bob Lamb and Associates. The voice of the Blue Raiders also wants you. Sorry. He also wants to be your trusted advisor in real estate. Contact Chip at 615-542-1915 or through his website, choosechip.net. Chip Walters is proud to support local youth sports in Southern Middle Tennessee. In girls basketball action on Thursday night, Columbia Central secured the number four seed for the District 8 AAA tournament and stayed out of the play-in game with a 53-47 win over Shelbyville. Coffee County um, stayed undefeated in district play with a 47-26 win over Tullahoma. In Class A action, Kalioka went two overtimes before defeating Cornersville, 58-56 at home. It was Fayetteville, 52, Mount Pleasant, 27. Moore County defeated Lincoln County, 40-38. And Summertown goes to Richland and extends its win streak to 14 games with a 57-44 win over the Lady Raiders. Um, Jesse Jennings with 22 points and a losing effort. Haley Jones with 21 for the Lady Eagles. In the D2 D District 3 tournament, the only score we have from the semifinals is Webb of Bellbuckle 48, CPA 43. Not sure who Webb will play in the finals at this point. Because we, we couldn't find the score. In boys' action last night, Columbia Central defeated visiting Shelbyville 61-50 to extend their win streak to nine, nine games. Mm-hmm. Coffee County, a 64-43 winner over Tullahoma. Cullioka 
Went to Cornersville and got a 62-52 victory. Fayetteville was a 49-43 winner over Mount Pleasant. It was Moore County 52, Lincoln County 49, and Richland a 99-73 winner over Visiting Summertown. In college baseball. That was like yesterday. I didn't take it out. Never mind. <laughs> in high school basketball tonight, Brentwood travels to Centennial in a District 11 AAA matchup. Also, Franklin goes to Dixon County. Summit is at Page. Independence is at Spring Hill. Forest will host Giles County. Marshall County hosts Nolansville. Community travels to Murfreesboro Central. And Hampshire goes over to Wayne County. In Division 2 District... Division... Division 2A, District 3, Boys Tournament Semifinal Action. Battleground Academy travels to Christ Presbyterian, and Columbia Academy goes to Webb Bellbuckle. Also, in high school wrestling tonight, the Region 7 AAA Tournament begins at Independence. Tomorrow, the 8 AAA play-in game. It'll be Franklin County at Shelbyville. In the D2A District 3 Consolation Girls game, it's CPA at Middle Tennessee Christian. In the D2A District 3 Championship, it's Providence Christian at Webb. In doubleheader action, it's Huntland at Grundy County, and Spring Hill hosts Ravenwood. In high school wrestling on Saturday, the Region 5 AAA tournament will take place at Warren County, and the sec- which Columbia Central will be participating in that tournament. The Region 7 AAA tournament will continue at Independence with the host Eagles along with Summit and Spring Hill. Junior College Baseball, Chattanooga State travels to Columbia State for a 12-noon doubleheader in Junior College Hoops. Jackson State travels to the web, taking on the Chargers at 2 p.m. and the Lady Chargers at 4. There you have it. That is your Friday Rundown brought to you by Chip Walters of Exit Realty. Choose Chip net on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. They're called Dinkers and Bangers in pickleball. Dinkers, Dinkers and, and Bangers. 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 Okay. That's what I like to hear. All right. When we come back, we're going to talk about those hoops matchups from last night uh, that you and I both saw. So it'll be a lot of fun. We'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stay tuned. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you.
Talking high school sports, here's Mo and Chris. Welcome back in to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. My dad says don't talk about his spelling because he went to a city school in Alabama, but he does have a high school state championship football ring, so. <laughs> hey, hashtag priorities. Yeah. What was he spelling? Morning. Morning? Oh, the morning. Back to the morning thing. That's right. Yeah. It's okay. I'm not making fun. Just saying. So. It's all right, Chuck. We are. We have a we have a really good show for you, and we didn't talk about it. In the, in the segment four, we're going to talk about the NFL. There's some some breaking news this morning in the National Football League, and uh, could hopefully impact our Tennessee Titans. Uh, so that could be something we at, at a place where they could use some upgrades. an impact. Yes, absolutely. So we will talk Titans NFL. Uh, some women's college hoops last night had a went from blowout to. Tight game to blowout. <laughs> we'll talk a little Vols, Kentucky, and uh, the Predators. Big win last night. Talk a little bit about that as well. Huge and, win, especially the way it happened. And in segment six, we will preview the weekend's coverage of the Daytona 500 that you can hear right here on 101.7 WKOM. It's uh, It's exactly what you need to get ready for the the Daytona 500, as we will bring in the Chicken Man, T. Willie, Terry T. Wilcox. Willie. T. Willie. <laughs> That's funny. He'll uh, he'll join us in the last segment of the day. So stick around. If you are not a high school hoops fan in Tennessee, because that's what we're going to talk about for the next couple segments. But next hour, we got you. So visit us on Facebook, Southern Middle Tennessee Sports. We are live right now on Facebook, and apparently JP has got our uh, uh, closed captioning up, so that's cool. Um, sure. I'll take credit for that. No, I think it's a setting on, on your... Is it on mine? Yeah. Okay. I think oftentimes you can, um, if you, the volume is down while watching... It automatically does it. Uh, it, will, uh, it will come up with the closed captioning, yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. That's yeah. why they're smartphones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely, but you know, if you want to give me credit, I, I'll tell you. I'll, I'll give you credit for. I got everything. enough shoulders here. I can, you know, I got plenty of room to. But have the myself fact of the, the matter is, it's not on everybody's no. Facebook. So, yeah. I guess it is. There are some people. On... There are some people that hear you say that and wonder what you're talking about. I don't have closed caption. How come I don't have closed right, caption? Right. Turn it down. Okay. <laughs> then you can have closed captioning. <laughs> Turn down for what? For closed captioning. <laughs> do <Do-do-ch. laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get you there. It, he's he, he's a little slow on the yeah, draw right now, but that's a, okay. Yeah, he's about a beat off. That's but, okay. But it is Friday. It's been a long week. It, that's the internet delay. Yeah, that's what it is. It's <laughs> how long it takes him to get there. Yeah. Last night, Mo, you saw a top ten battle and what probably should be a top ten battle, mm-hmm. but uh, is not. Felt like it, and a game that. We may see in the future. Could see it, yeah. Um, a couple of games we could see in the future. Summertown traveled to Richland for a doubleheader, as you said. Um, host Richland boys were number three in the state in Class A. Summertown came in at number six. Summertown missing two starters. 
Mm. One of whom averages right at 20, 20 points, points a game. Yeah. Yeah. So this is would the they have made up 26 points? You know, you, you can't say that, but I think West Long would have certainly felt more comfortable with them than without them. Yes. <laughs> and same. You know, Richland couldn't have asked for a better start up 30 to 12 at the end of the first quarter. Oh, dude. When I was watching, because again, I was watching it like at on my phone as I was at Columbia Central, and it felt like they couldn't miss the first quarter. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just dropped everything, including four three pointers. Right, it won, that one from the corner it put it up like mm-hmm. twelve to four. I was like, "Good lord!" Yeah, yeah, uh, and that's that's what they do when they're playing well. Again, I saw them early in the year over at Eagleville, and. I'm sure they've gotten better, but that's their style. You know, sprint the floor and either get to the rim or kick it somewhere for a three, and they've got guys that can drain them. They hit three, uh, 10 last night, four in the first quarter, um, defeated Summertown 99-73, as we mentioned in the first segment. But, um, you know, it would not surprise me to see this game again in a sectional-type situation. Um, both very talented teams and at full strength, Summertown's as good as anybody. Well, you know, and that's it's kind of funny that you say that because you know that's that's also what Summertown lives on. They live and die by that three ball, and a lot of it's because of Grant Burleson, who wasn't on the floor. And when you have the three Burleson kids and Skylar Trousdale on the floor, it's hard to guard all all four of them. Right, and you know, being able to to shoot from any part of the three-point arc is part is a big part of their game and and when i think Skyler works better as a complimentary scorer to grant than as the lead scorer and i think he finished with 12 last night i think grayson and and gavin had 17 and 16 correct but um i think when they are at their best you know, Grant is leading the way because he's cutting through the lane and, and getting to the rim and that kind of thing. And that, that kind of opens up the three ball for some of those other guys a little bit more. But, um, again, Richland got up 30 to 12 at the end of the first quarter and then just kind of held serve the rest of the way, basically. And Summertown just couldn't get back into it. But, again, wouldn't surprise me if we saw that matchup again in about three weeks or so you know it's funny you, you i do want to mention this though richland has one of the better designed basketball courts in southern middle tennessee i love that big logo in in center court with the sword that makes up i, I love their court. logo yeah they have a great logo yeah but it's a big r and then the sword comes through it but the sword makes up the the half, half court, court line, line, and that's super cool. So, yeah, if you've not seen a a game, you can either watch it on their Facebook page. You can just search Richland High School, and it's there. Uh, but the, the Dwight Clark Gymnasium, not named for the former San Francisco Forty Nine er, not, 49er not receiver. the catch guy. No, not the catch guy. Yeah, same, you know, the late catch guy. But no, named for the longtime girls basketball coach there. So. Now, speaking of girls. Speaking of girls. Yeah. Nice, <laughs> um, nice segue there, huh? Well done. Well done. Thank give him, you. Give, give him a hand, boys. Tell him what he's wanting. I'm, I'm not getting a hand. No, I don't know. JP's busy. JP's off in his phone. That's okay. 
It's the internet delay. Dad like we gum. did, it's the internet delay. Dad gum internet <laughs> I'm, delay. I'm working on something a little better than just an applause. Ooh, so. come on. Mm, tease. <laughs> um, girls game, Summertown comes in number two on a 14-game win streak. I'm sorry, 13-game win streak. Mm-hmm. Richland comes in on an 11-game win streak, unranked. But um, District 10A champs, undefeated in district play. And gave Summertown all they wanted early on. Led 32-28 at the half, despite 17 points from Haley Jones on a sprained ankle. Mm. Playing defense never pays. She says she was <laughs> contesting the shot out on the perimeter and came down on it wrong. So, well, kids, be careful playing defense. She's she's tough, mm-hmm. tough kid. Um, yeah, she she didn't really want to come off the floor on it. So, um, and again, seventeen points early. Um, Jesse Jennings, who as I texted someone last night, is a show. Fun to watch. If if you get the chance to see her. Take it. And we were talking about her a couple of weeks ago, and you were complaining about the lack of recruiting interest. It's my understanding that that's starting to pick up, but you can't tell me that Jesse Jennings can't play college basketball for somebody. Oh, she can. She can certainly play for somebody somewhere, and somebody is going to get a steal Mm -hmm. out of this young lady. And I'm very excited to see – uh, and hear where some of those offers may be coming from in the near future. Uh, Richland not really getting the the love they deserve, maybe uh, from well, from poll voters. And but. I think part of that is just because of the schedule that they've not played. They've missed some games from not some non district games for COVID and that kind of thing. They are only fourteen and five at this point, which you know, understandable. It's, it's probably. Eight to ten games fewer than they would have played to this point under normal circumstances. But um, what's well, like Katie Embry said? I mean, this is a sub-state type game. This is a game that you can see you you can see happening again in the near future. Absolutely, because I mean, they are Richland is clearly the class of that district, and I don't know who out of District Nine is really going to match up with them. Now you saw who did you see? You saw, saw McEwen. Jo- I saw Joe Burns. You saw Joe Burns. Very good basketball team. Okay. Uh but I don't I mean they're they're not gonna see Joe Burns until the, the region finals probably. Right. Okay. So I mean they're already gonna go to sub state and I think they can beat Joe Burns, put it that way. Oh uh, Mike Lovett watching on Facebook. Coach hmm. Lovett from Kalioka. Kalioka, Coach Mike Lovett. Hey, Whose box score we didn't get hey, last coach, night? Hey, Coach, we would love to talk about your kids. We can talk about, however, because I did see his Facebook last night. Landon Andrews went over 1,000 points last night. They have 2,000-point scores on that team. Oh, yeah? Two. Who's the other one? Uh, Cooper Parks, who went over recently. Okay. So 2,000-point scores on that team, and apparently this is the week to get 1,000 points. Apparently, what is that, the fourth the one? The fourth this one week? this week. Because Q went over Monday at Lawrence County, Q Martin from Columbia Central. Maddie Lewis. Maddie Lewis on Tuesday night for Columbia Academy's girls. Andy Slaughter on Tuesday night for Santa. Yeah. So wow. so who's going to do it tonight? Who's? Well, we've got. What we got? We got two, two games. We got two games in our coverage area, so we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, Coach, we'd love to get your box score. 
picture of your book. Hint, just hint. saying. Hint, hint. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Thanks for listening, though. But Landon Andrews, we can get that in. <laughs> oh, man. Um, well, it's we're right up against the break. We might as well take one here. Uh, when we come back, we can talk about Columbia Central and their sweep last night on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. We'll be right back. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. about it's southern middle tennessee sports today once again with mo here's chris welcome back in to the show 17 minutes to the top of the 10 o'clock hour bringing you all the high school sports news in southern middle tennessee a couple of quick scores uh from box scores we did get Cullioga girls Two overtimes last night. Two OTs down in Cornersville. They get a 58-56 win over the Lady Bulldogs. Ten three-pointers from Cornersville. And a loss. And and Kalioka was able to uh, withstand that because Brianna Dixon had 19 along with Macy McKinnon's 25. Macy McKinnon. Is that not what I said? Yeah, that is what you said. No, I was... was Emphasizing, yes, not correct. So good, he had to say it had again. To, had to say it. So nice, you had to say it twice. That's right. Ooh, Mason McKinnon, twenty-five. Yeah, twenty-five points on. Uh, on <laughs> I was waiting on it. I was like, I wonder if he's gonna do the did it there. <laughs> uh, Mount Pleasant guys. Let's just say I mean, pleasantly surprised at the the this score. Pretty close, uh, 49-43, a loss at Fayetteville. But on the road, that's a, that's a good, you know. I'm not sh- I think. I think generally speaking, folks across the area had higher expectations for this Fayetteville team than what they've come through with this year. I don't know what the situation has been, but um, that was a team that was knocking on the door of a state tournament appearance last year, I think, and um, – had a lot of those guys back. I don't know if it's a COVID thing, if it was the well, I know football one, transition or what it was. But, I know um, one player they lost is currently helping out the Columbia State baseball team quite a bit, but Tyler Wallifer was a very good basketball player. It really gave them a nice uh, extra look from the outside, and mm-hmm. he's a he's a big guy too. So mm-hmm. he uh, he was able to, to play inside outside kind of guy. I don't know if they have that right now, um, but otherwise, uh, big games from Kentray Frierson and Tip Marlowe for the Tigers. Twelve points each there. Fable was able to hit eight three pointers though, and that was really the difference in that one. 
Uh, Fayetteville's girls, 52, Mount Pleasant, 27. Kylie Bradley with a three three-pointers to lead Mount Pleasant with nine points. That was really the highlight for the Lady Tigers. All right, so I was at Columbia Central last night. Speaking of Q Martin. Speaking of Q Martin and solid girls game, uh, Columbia Central struggled early out of the gate in both games, boys and girls. Uh, The girls didn't take the lead until about three minutes, three and a half minutes to go in the third quarter. And then Shovel even led at the end of the third quarter. Uh, But it was six quick points in the fourth. And then great job uh, by the Lady Lions to hit their free throws down the stretch to avoid the play-in game. Yeah. And now they will get a chance to host Lincoln County on Tuesday night at 6 o'clock at uh, the Lions Den. And, And hopefully they will be at full strength by then because they played without... Janiah Riley and Jaleel O'Neal last night. And Janiah is their second leading scorer, averaged about right around 13 points a game this season. So, And also, to, they're missing um, Karma Hunt. Well, they've been missing Karma December. Hunt for some time with a knee situation. Right. And um, I think Joshua Bug expected her back by now. They're also missing Anaya Mulholland, one of the um, part of that great freshman class that they brought in this year along with O'Neal. So, um, I mean, Jaleigh O'Neal, Janiah Riley, and Karma Hunt would make this team worlds better than what we saw last night. Now, the good part about last night is they had some, some bench players grow up. Mm-hmm. They got some playing time. They got a chance to be a part of a tough, gritty win. They learned how to win. Uh, those, those bench players did, and I think that's a big deal going forward. I mean, you need that somebody that can give you those crucial minutes at the at the end of a quarter to give your starters a little extra rest before uh, before the next quarter starts. So mm-hmm. it, it's those are big. Yeah, yeah, and you know, Central needs that, like you said, because um, clearly you don't know when some of those people are going to have to contribute, like they did last night. Yeah, big big games out of um, Josie Parks and Riley Ham. Riley Ham, all fifteen of her points came from behind the arc. Uh, Josie Parks had three threes and was deadly from the line. Just a, a really a, a really gritty win, and it was one of those where they've been losing a lot of close games in district play. And and Joshua Bug just said they they were able to get over the hump last night. So. And and with what was on the line for Columbia Central in this ball game, this was somewhat of a postseason game right here, just to stay out of that play in game. Yep. And you know, going on the road for the quarterfinals. Not having to worry about that hmm. <laughs> on the boys' side. Uh, Q Martin and the Lions got a gritty win themselves. I mean, it was it looks like an eleven point win, but it was because they were six. Was it six of seven or five of six? Some seven or eight? I don't know. Seven of eight. They were very good. They missed only one free throw in the game. Thirteen of fourteen overall, and uh, seven of eight in the fourth quarter. So. Great job by that team because um, Shovel led 15-14 after the first quarter. That being said, it was it was Columbia's third game in four days. 
and fifth and eleven. Fifth, uh, I mean, just really tough to do that to, to keep your legs under you. And Nick Campbell knew that they were going to be a little bit sluggish uh, outside of Q Martin, who had nine first quarter points. Well done to that kid. I mean, he just he just kept going. He was like, ah, oh, thousand. Let's go. Let's go for two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a year and a little bit left. Mean, so. Meanwhile, following that win, Central's boys will be off their feet for the next week. Basically, and they do not play until next Thursday. Right, and that's what Nick Campbell said. He was like, "We're going to take some time. We're going to let the guys rest up. Uh, they they play really well in practice. They practice really well. So, uh, you know." We're going to do what we have to do to make sure that they uh, they're able to to play at a high level, and they will. They're automatically in the region mm-hmm. uh, with this. Well, so. they're automatically in the region, but they still need a win in that semifinal game to assure themselves of a home game in the Correct. region quarters. Which you know, when you are matching up with that District Seven AAA out of Murfreesboro, home you, games you would are you would just as soon not play one of those teams on their home court and. You certainly don't want to mess around and catch Siegel right now any sooner than you have to. No doubt there. Uh, that's and that that the way that this district draws out, and it's it's we talked about it yesterday. It's very difficult to to kind of discern sometimes, but uh, it appears that they would play the winner of the playing game. Playing game winner plays Lincoln County, and then. I think that's either – or would they play four and five? Central will play four or five. Okay, so the winner of Tullahoma-Lawrence County. Right. Uh, at home on Thursday. Two plays – three plays the play-in game winner. Right. And then two plays three, which two is Coffee County. Three versus six or seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. so Columbia would host either Tullahoma or Lawrence County, uh, winner of that game, which is probably going to be on Monday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, Tuesday. Because your play-in games, both your boys and your girls' play-in games are tomorrow. Girls' quarterfinal games will be on Monday. Boys on Tuesday, no? Not according to Joshua Bug, who told me they were playing Tuesday at 6. So that's why I'm confused. Okay, well, maybe if we had a bracket, <laughs> we'd be less confused. Maybe tomorrow we'll get a bracket. I'm sure they're meeting today, right? So, I mean, they have to meet today. they got a play-in game tomorrow. <laughs> So they have to see them today. Ah, uh, man. Yeah, exactly. We don't have a bracket yet, but who am I? And what do we know? Yep. That being said, that so that's apparently how that's going to work out. Is it, it, next week sometime? <laughs> Tullahoma and Lawrence County will play, and it will be at Tullahoma. Right. So there you go. All right. You've got a couple of uh, wrestling matches this weekend. Yeah. Um, Not a couple, a bunch. A bunch. A bunch of wrestling matches. matches. Yeah. Um, Like we said earlier, the Region 7 AAA tournament begins today, 530-ish, at um, Independence High School. Um, The Host Eagles and Summit each have four number one seeds in their respective weight classes. Uh, Summit also has five number two seeds. And there's a little significance to that in that the top two finishers at the region advance to the state tournament next weekend down in Chattanooga um, as opposed to the top four as it has been for 
pretty good while. Uh, the coaches were pretty proud of getting that field expanded to a 32-man bracket. Well, pandemics being what they are, they've reduced that field this year by half. So, you know, there will be a lot of wrestlers that will have had some pretty good seasons that will not be in Chattanooga next weekend. So it's going to be more heartbreaking than usual at the regions this year. But, um, again, Region 7 AAA starts today at Independence at 530. Spring Hill will also have eight guys there. Um, spoke to Bo Moss. We've got an um, article up on the website, sm-tnsports.com. And Spring Hill was shut down three different times this season for COVID pauses. He said, we had 20 kids at one point. Um, we're taking eight to the region and, you know, we'll see what happens. None of them are, are seated. Um, a lot of them didn't have the tournament criteria and that kind of thing under their belts to get seated. But, um, you know, you don't have to be seated to win this thing either. So we'll see how it goes. Again, on Saturday, the 7 AAA tournament resumes at Independence starts back up at about 10. Championship rounds are expected to start around 4. Region 5 AAA, to which Columbia Central will be taking four kids, starts at approximately 10.30 on Saturday morning. Placement rounds are expected to start around 3. So... So the seven AAA region, explain something to me. Are are, are these buys what would typically come out of the West no, Memphis region? No, what? no, those buys are what would typically come out of the Nashville area because Region Seven gotcha. AAA involves the Williamson County Schools, Dixon County, and Spring Hill, which make up District Fourteen, and then it's the Metro Schools that make up District Thirteen, and Metro obviously did not start athletic activities until about 10 days or so ago. So there are 19 teams that will be represented, but a lot of those will not field full lineups. They won't have wrestlers at all 14 weight classes. And so that's where some of those buys are coming from that you're seeing. Gotcha. Lots of them. (laughs) Lots of buys. Yeah, yeah. Makes the tournament go quicker, though. It, it, yeah, it does. Yeah. Uh, so I was just curious. Uh, again, I'm have no idea what I'm talking about when it comes to wrestling. So that's okay. That's where I come in. That's why we have you. <laughs> that's why I'm only here for the uh, minor league sports. That's, that's the, only, <laughs> it's the only thing I bring to the table. Listen to you. <laughs> but no, I you know. Wrestling is a lot of fun. I, I got a chance to see a, a match earlier this year. Enjoyed watching it. I uh, just haven't had a chance to get back out there. And you uh, you certainly know much more about it than I do. So that's why I'm just going to leave you to it. Um, <laughs> other it's probably that, easier that way. We talked about the Region 5 yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Franklin County has a couple of – you found a couple of kids going through the brackets – that they have in that. Um, and what Region 5 AAA did, the reason they're only wrestling one day is because they wrestled district tournaments. 
Oh, smart. And so they got their top four, I think, in each of the two districts, um, nine AAA and ten AAA. And so they're going to start in the quarterfinal round, you know, one versus four, two versus three, and work their way through that way. So, you know, instead of dealing with a 16-man bracket, they're going to start with eight. And and I think part of that is because that region is so spread out geographically that it probably made more sense to do it that way. So Makes sense to me. Whatever works. As long as you can get it down to two to state, and they should be able to do that. That's all that matters. Yeah. All right. Don't forget tomorrow, Columbia State. Baseball and softball, basketball, both. Big day. Big day over at, on the C-State campus. Yeah. yeah. If you're an athletic fan. You can see anything you want over there. Get there about noon and stick around all day. There you go. When we come back, we will tell you about our guest in the studio. be a lot of fun. And we'll talk Titans, NFL, some breaking news this morning uh, regarding that. I I'm not sure if, well, we'll give you our opinion on what we would like to see happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we'll tell you what probably will happen. Because <laughs> it's not what we would want to see, because that just never happens. You're right. Uh, but in the uh, in the next hour, we will talk Titans, NFL. We'll talk NASCAR with the Chicken Man. And we'll talk college hoops and preds. All of that and more. Again, we're on Facebook Live if you want to. Um Interact with us on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today. The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Beck Dental Care, Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoyt with United Country Realty, the Law Office of David A. Bates, and Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. Specializing in orthopedic injuries, their ortho quick walk in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit them online at mtbj.net. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yao. To answer your question, mm-hmm. I think it's because one, J.J. Watt's a little older. Okay. And Deshaun Watson is their franchise quarterback. <laughs> hmm. That's why. Okay, so that's why. That's why. Oh, that's why. That's why. Yes. That's what you're... I, I know what you think it is, and that's not it. I don't think that's it at all. I think it is because they don't want Deshaun to leave. They want J.J. Watt to leave? I think they can take it a little better because he's old. Older, going through injuries the last couple of seasons. Okay, It's hard to get rid of the face of the franchise, your quarterback. J.J.'s been the okay. face. Then, he has. Then, then maybe, maybe you should have been a little bit more forthcoming with the face of the franchise when you said you would. I don't disagree with it. Yeah. I'm just saying this is why. Uh, well, I mean, and when you said you would, he didn't ask you for that lie. You know, right? When, when when you said you will consult him on coaching hires and GM hires and that kind of thing, you could have just said no. Just go, <laughs> shut go up play. and dribble. Yeah, right. you could have told him that. You told him you would consult him, and then you didn't. And I think 
most people would have taken it better if you had said, no, we're not going down that road. We make these decisions. You make those decisions and we go forward. But when you tell somebody you're going to do something and then you don't do it and he is the face of your franchise, he's the guy. Then you can expect this. Absolutely. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with what Deshaun's doing. I don't think they're saying, well, how, how, how dare you try to leave Houston? I, I think it's they're They know what they have in Deshaun Watson. They don't want anybody else. I get that. That I get. I just, Houston is, <laughs> Houston is the pro Don't football version of fire. the University of Tennessee, right? Yes. Now. Yeah. I mean, the decent That's thing, correct. the decent thing would be to let the man go wherever he wants to go. I like the idea of and the, get the, what you can for yeah. him. I, and, I like and, the idea of the trading between maybe Miami, swapping quarterbacks, swapping some picks, maybe swapping Darnold for Watson. Be the decent thing to do would be let Why does go. he want to go to New York? I don't know. Why does he want to go to New York? Do you have any idea why he would want to go to New York? <laughs> Maybe he feels like there's some stability, uh, not stability, <laughs> but um, some some endorsement opportunities in New York that there aren't in Houston. It's it, it is a major market. I do like their new head coach, the DC so that came I, from the Forty Nine. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that. That's a good start. Uh, but as a quarterback, do you want to go? somewhere where the head coach is a defensive-minded guy? It's a good question. Well, his last, his last head coach was an offensive-minded guy. And we see how that works. I, I would, it didn't work I out would, very well. Well, so I would say yes, because you would have more input, I think. Mm. I think, you know, well, I don't really know offense that much. I'm a defensive guy, so let me let, let, me, me get a, let, let my me, quarterback. And, and my offensive coordinator yeah. work through that. Yeah. Huh? So maybe. Maybe he wouldn't be yeah. work through that. Yeah. Huh? So maybe. Maybe he wouldn't be as involved. Can you see a scenario where J.J. winds up playing his home games at Nissan Stadium? Dude, you laid out the scenario. So, yes, the scenario you laid out is the one. Reuniting with a healthy Jadavian Clowney and playing for Former Titans defensive coordinator Mike Vrabel. Former Texans, I'm sorry. Oh. I've got if you sorry, if you want to hear what JJ, I know you had mentioned earlier we were working yeah. through some other things. Mm-hmm. I've got him on social media on Twitter um with the subhead Houston, I wanted you to hear it from me. So you want to hear from JJ? I'd what love to, to hear say? it from him. All right, here we go. I wanted to do this on video, uh, as opposed to putting out a statement or doing a press conference or anything like that, because I want you guys to hear it directly from me. I want to speak directly to you and the city of Houston um, so you can hear the words straight from my mouth. Um, I have sat down with the McNair family, and I have asked them for my release, and we have mutually agreed to part ways at this time. Uh, I came here 10 years ago as a kid from Wisconsin who'd never really been to Texas before, and now I can't imagine my life without Texas in it. Um, the way that you guys have treated me besides draft night, I mean, you guys booed me on draft night, but, uh, every day after that, you treated me like family and I truly feel like you're my family. Um, since that day, I have tried to do everything in my power to work and earn your respect and try and make you proud on and off the field. Um, 
You guys have given me everything and more, and I can only hope that you feel like I've given you everything I have. Um, the city of Houston's been unbelievable to me. It's where I met my wife. Um, it's where I've met lifelong friends and my teammates. Um, I've had incredible coaches and training staff and equipment staff and cafeteria workers and the weight room staff and uh, the front office people and people on the streets, people in restaurants and grocery stores and showing up in my house. Um, the connection is special and I will never ever take that for granted because I know how rare it is. Um, I'm excited and looking forward to a new opportunity and I've been working extremely hard. Um, but at the same time, it is, it is always tough to move on. And, uh, I just want you guys to know that I love you. I appreciate you. I appreciate the McNair family for giving me, uh, drafting me and giving me my first opportunity in the NFL. Thank you, Houston. I love you. Okay. Well, <laughs> they booed him on draft night, but every day after that, it's all good. <laughs> he won him over pretty quickly, apparently. They must like Subway, too. If he doesn't play his home games in Nissan Stadium, where does he play, Andrew? There's two other places I can see him going. Number one, Pittsburgh, go back with his brother. End of his career, why not? The other place I could see him going is Green Bay. He's from Wisconsin. Might want to play for his home home state team. Mm-hmm. Third team, and I'm hoping it's this one because he's terrorized us for the last 10 years straight. I would love to see him in two-tone blue playing in Nissan Stadium. Maybe bring back J.J. Uh, – not J.J. Watt, but uh, David Clowney on a short, small-money deal. You got Mike Vrabel. I think you have some other Houston staff members that might be position coaches with us. And we're in the middle of a Super Bowl window. Why not? That's the key. Why not? Super Bowl window. And and I think – you know, I've seen some things on, on Twitter this morning. Folks are saying there's no way he's going to come to Tennessee. Let him go somewhere where he can get a ring. Well, he I don't know why we are so quick to say he can't get a ring here. I mean, the way things went at the end of this season, we didn't really like. But what we saw out of this team over the course of the season, you know, defensively wasn't always great, was re- was typically not great. Let me let me restate that. But you add this guy and Clowney, a healthy Clowney, into oh, it. But let's and, not forget a healthy Darren Bates. We lost him middle of the season. And then you had a guy that we weren't really expecting to play a whole lot trying to step into the middle linebacker role, who got really good, by the way, by yeah. the end of the year. So there's... You add there J.J. Were a lot, Watt to that? There were a lot of question marks on that defense that I think have been unfairly Tyler Bobo's character says on Facebook because Tanny Hill sucks. Well, that's my, uh, it's one of my good friends. He's an Eagles fan. So we don't, we're not really going to talk about Okay, If anybody knows a quarterback who sucks, it's Eagles uh, fans. Yeah. yeah, So we're, 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 I'm sorry, Tyler. We're just not going to give you a whole lot of credibility (laughs) on the, on the quarterback evaluation front. Uh. But, um, you know, if Tanny Hill sucks, then okay, then then we got a sucky quarterback. I guess uh, I'm yes. okay with that. Um, <laughs> my thing with the defense, we don't need a great defense hmm. to make it to the Super Bowl. We just need a middle of the pack defense, and that team that, this that 2020 team, third down, yeah, that, that 2020 team would have had a good chance of making it to the Super Bowl. With maybe a, maybe with winning a, it with even a mediocre with a, just defense. a middle of the pack defense. Yeah, 
Yeah. I'm convinced of that. Of course, now you say that, and they held Baltimore to what? What did Baltimore score? In they the, only in the scored like game. 20 points. So, I mean, yeah, it wasn't the defense that lost the yeah, playoff. No, yeah. It was, yeah. So, so, I'll agree with that. It wasn't the defense who lost the playoff. That game. game. That game. Yeah. Uh, so. 100% agree with that. Since the 2018 season ended, the Texans have lost Jadavian Clowney, Taran Matthew, DeAndre Hopkins, J.J. Watt, and probably Deshaun Watson. Well, it makes me happy. I'm not bad about it. it. It's just amazing to look at a team. You know, my fa- one of my favorite phrases is never stop your enemy in the middle of making a mistake. Exactly. Yeah. You know, Houston's made plenty of them and much to the, the joy of a lot of people in this area. But it's just it's hard to figure what the mindset is. What are you, what are you thinking? Make it make sense. They've destroyed their future too. They've, they've gotten rid of a lot of high draft picks over the next couple of years. Well, that was their genius GM. <laughs> Gary. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying their genius GM slash head coach, whatever. Is he at Alabama now? Did, did I, no that, I, think that took, I think he took the OC job at Alabama right after the, the season ended. Yeah. So that should be interesting. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. No, I can tell him, but yeah. So a- another piece of information you came across, NFL related. Yeah, I was I was actually listening to a 1045 on the way in. Uh, Ramon Foster, who's a former Pittsburgh Steeler, mm-hmm. former Vol, does radio in Nashville now, said that the Pouncey twins that played, the centers that played in uh, L.A. and Pittsburgh, they are retiring together. Uh, I think they came in today. So after... Like ten straight years of being two of the top centers in the league, they're going out together, which is uh, that's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Marquise is the one that was in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, yes. Right? I think the more more well known, mm-hmm. uh, probably a little bit more vocal of the two there. So both played at Florida. Yep, and um, have carved out nice careers yes. for themselves um, in their respective cities and. I, I, I just think that's cool, you know, as twins. You know, we, mm-hmm. we came in together. We're going to step out together even though we never or we didn't play together professionally. But that's – It is kind of cool. And they're not yeah. they're not, they're not old. They yeah. Could, they could have gone a few more seasons. But just to go out together as brothers, I think that's pretty, that's pretty cool. And I tell you what, man, um, they're not that old. But, you know, you take a beating yeah. in that league. Um, Especially in that position. Yeah. So – you know, if you can get out and still walk and you got fingers that That's, function and that kind of thing, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Absolutely. So. All right, we're up against a break. When we come back, we're going to talk college hoops, uh, preds, and Major League Baseball configurations. Minor League. I'm sorry, Minor League Baseball. I was wondering, I was like, Major League Baseball? What? Minor League Baseball configurations. Reading is fundamental. Yeah, well, we're right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. 
If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. school sports and beyond it's on southern middle tennessee sports today welcome back into the show as we are approaching the bottom of the 10 o'clock hour on this friday edition of southern middle tennessee sports today mo Patton, jp plant i'm chris yow got a lot to talk about in this segment a lot to break down but we're, we're going to start with what you what i just said because this is oh man talk about make it make sense today's theme of the day make it make sense and it cannot be done no although this particular thing is not a bad thing if you're talking about folks like you and i who are atlanta braves fans who now Mm. will get to see the gwinnett stripers come to first horizon park in nashville as part of the triple a east southeastern division you know I hadn't thought about Come that. On. I guess we know where we'll be, huh? <laughs> if if, if they are if they are letting the public in by then, public. See. We oh. co- we cover the sounds oh, very bad. very often. Very often we cover the sounds, yeah. and we're Atlanta Braves affiliates on one hundred three seven. So, <laughs> you know what? We'll be in the house. You're right. <laughs> we'll be in the house. You're right. Yeah, Rank has its privilege. All right, so 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 let's let's go through the Pacific Coast League, the probably one of the oldest minor league baseball leagues. Well, they didn't have any trouble getting rid of the American Association about twenty years ago. So clearly, tradition means nothing, nothing even in baseball, as tradition laden as it is. But yeah, the Pacific Coast League, the International League, none of those exists by name anymore. The AAA East consists of 20 teams divided into three divisions as you said the midwest the northeast and the southeast um the triple a west is 10 teams in two divisions an east and a west so the eastern division of the triple a west yeah huh what yeah yeah (laughs) Uh, i'm i'm just telling you what i'm reading you couldn't have made the mountain region or something Uh, you could have done a lot of things you could have made this 310 team divisions and gone back to the pcl the international league and the american association but no i'm not mad about it at this point yeah you're right just one particular thing makes me okay with it because we don't have to see the dodgers so that's a positive i like the round rock folks they're good people but no. Didn't it? I mean, the Southeastern Division consists now of Charlotte, Durham, Gwinnett, Jacksonville, 
Memphis, and Norfolk. And and those are the affiliates of Charlotte is the White Sox top affiliate. Um, Durham is Tampa Bay. Jacksonville is Miami. The Redbirds are St. Louis. Um, and Norfolk the Orioles is the Baltimore affiliate. Of course, Nashville affiliated with Milwaukee over the offseason. So, so yeah, we're going to get to see some some talent come through here, and particularly we'll have our eye on the Stripers, of course. And probably the Redbirds. And, and I would imagine um, these other teams will come through, but I'm not sure what the schedule is going to look I'm like. I'm curious as to how that's going to work if the East is you – know, they'll probably play some – Interleague series, types Prob- of interdivision series. Or probably series. fewer games against the teams from the other divisions. Right, where you might get one series from, you know, mm-hmm. five or six of these teams. Which and I would love to see, you know, some of some of those teams that we were that we're normally seeing like Iowa. Uh it'd be nice to, for them to, you know, continue coming down here. But I'm excited about the possibility of the St. Paul Saints coming in here because they were not an affiliated ball. They were playing with um, the American Association, which was a Mm non-affiliated professional league. But when all of this minor league shakeup went on, there are some teams that were not affiliated or were not playing affiliated ball that now are. Um, The Sugarland Skeeters are now Houston's AAA affiliate in the AAA West. So, um, it's it's been a shakeup, and obviously some some towns have lost teams, particularly Jackson out in West Tennessee. the The generals are no longer, and you know that's unfortunate. But it is. I I think this was all in an effort to kind of cut down on travel and cut down on costs, or not in that order, but <laughs> right the the double A the double A South is basically what Jackson played in as the as the Southern League, um, because there were only eight teams in the Southern League anyway. Now there are just seven. and the Which is odd. Uh, so, I mean, if you are the Rocket City Trash Pandas and the Birmingham Barons and the Chattanooga Lookouts and the Smokies, you're going to be playing the same teams you were playing, Biloxi, Mississippi. Um, the Montgomery Biscuits. And the Montgomery Biscuits, which... It's a great nickname. Not just that, but I love their stadium. It's a beautiful place. Drove uh, by it. I've not been to it. But, yeah, I mean, I'm curious as to how they will do these inter, inter-division, if they will have inter-division, inter-league, et cetera. Uh, it, would be nice, it would be nice to see. And in the single A. High. Because there's two. Well, yeah, there's two. Mm-hmm. There, there's a high and low. Um, what you would in the Eastern Division, you have teams as Brooklyn, you've got Hudson Valley, you've got Jersey, but then you've also got Rome and the Hickory Crawdads and Greenville and the Bowling Green Hot and Rods. the Bowling Green Hot Rods. Yeah. So, I mean, that's interesting to say the least. Well, minor league baseball as we knew it no longer exists. So, um, it's. We all get to learn together. That's it. That's it. It's it's going to be interesting for sure. Absolutely. I, I, I tell you what, when you look out here at the low A West and you see Colorado's low A affiliate, the Fresno Grizzlies, who were a triple A affiliate in the Pacific Coast League, 
you know, it was a it was kind of a musical chairs thing. And when the music stopped, Colorado didn't have a low A team. Fresno did not have an affiliation. So it was, hey, you either go low A or you cease, cease to, to exist. exist. Yeah. And so um, those guys are probably going to be in one of the – when those guys go from low A to high A, the facility situation is going to get worse in all likelihood. That's correct. So Much worse. <laughs> gonna, that, that's going to be – It's like, can I stay here? Yeah. yeah <laughs> or send me to double A. Can that's going to be fascinating. <laughs> yep. That will be wild. Interesting stuff, man. It will also be interesting to see how the the fan situation. I mean, you go from seeing triple A ball to low A ball, things tend to be a little different. <laughs> or, or a lot. So uh, and then the, the low A southeast is includes this, you know basically it's the Florida State League. It's the Florida State League. Yeah. I mean, it's this is wild. And again, it's unfortunate because I do, you know, I love the idea of minor league baseball and what it meant. But, I mean, this is going to be fun. That's why Chris Rouse uh, tweeted, replied to the Nashville Sounds. Hold up. I get to see Braves players in Nashville. Boom. <laughs> I'll just have to get seats behind home plate so I can cheer for both teams when they're in town. There you go. I'm with you, Chris. Absolutely. That will be fun. Um, last night, Preds and Red Wings finale. Ooh. Big win for Pecorine. Mm. And as John Glennon tweeted last night, uh, let's put it this way. Pecorine has six starts. He's played in eight games. He's three and four. But 91 percent save percentage 2.56 goals allowed uh you see sorrows three and four but 3.6 goals allowed with only an 88 percent save percentage mm. friend of the show Teresa walker says i keep playing rene <laughs> to which i replied it's wild how weird these last three years have been for him but he's the guy until he's not and Sometimes you just got to ride the hot hand. And when you have two goalies as capable as UC Soros and Pecorine, whoever has the hot hand, you ride it as long as you can. And this is what I said in the beginning of the year. I think as the year progresses, the Preds have an advantage because they have two capable two, goalies. Two, two goalies that would be number one goalies for a lot of folks. Right. I mean, obviously, they've not played up to their potential, but that's not been on the goalies per se. Matter of fact, a lot of Rene got drilled against Tampa Bay six to one, but four of those goals were just because there was no defense whatsoever. None. I mean, they open shots to the goal, and if you've got open shot, open looks at the net, it's it's hard to stop a professional hockey player from scoring. From putting those in, yep, yeah. <laughs> I mean, what are you gonna do? I don't care how good you are. It's it's hard to stop that. So, you know, I'm really impressed with what Peck has been able to do. I think I, I think he 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 realized that it was you know now or never, and he's kind of put this put the stick down, put the pads down, and going to work. All that said, clearly Pecorino didn't win that game last night. Dante Fabro did. Dante Fabro, well, I mean, certainly had a lot to do with it. Uh, with a a 
great shot from the blue line. Two goals and an assist last night. Is that right? Had a lot to do. Yeah. In, a, mean, in, a, in a 3-2 win? Yeah. Uh, you know, five, Can't be much more involved than that, I don't think. No. No, you don't. You don't get much more involved uh, than five points in a three-game or yeah, three-goal three, game. Uh, yeah. So, I, well done to the Preds. Uh, always enjoy uh, when we can beat the Red Wings. That's, that's exactly. never a bad thing. Exactly. No matter how bad they are. <laughs> right. Uh, so, yeah, big win for the Preds last night as they moved from 28th in the league to 23rd with just one win. So, there you go. <laughs> That's all it took. Just one win. And that one uh, last thing did not get a win last night mm-hmm. were the Lady Vols. But part of that is because uh, they were missing a pretty key piece of uh, of their team as um, Renai Davis was sitting in Knoxville. Mm. So... That would make a difference. Uh, yeah, I mean, let's just – I can understand, you know, maybe some folks being upset, but in in reality, Tennessee probably shouldn't have even been in the game. Uh, good night from uh, Burrell, who had 22 six, and a six, six rebounds and an assist, uh, 11 and seven from Horston, so – but a 15-point loss to Kentucky, which, again, on the road, top 15 team. Not really much you can say about that. The fact that Tennessee led after three quarters, 47-46, was impressive in itself. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure exactly what your takeaway is from that. I mean, you led after three quarters on the road, you couldn't finish it out, or... You led after three quarters on the road without Renia Davis. I think that's the key is that if you have Renia Davis, you have a little bit, you have a much different uh, approach to the fourth quarter, maybe. And I understand that Kelly Harper, <laughs> somebody tweeted last night, and I thought this was ridiculous, but whatever. <laughs> well, uh, somebody tweeted that you know the, the coaches were wearing sweats and Renai Davis stayed home like she was just you know just decided not to go, which is ridiculous. <laughs> but like they, that that Tennessee wasn't taking Kentucky seriously. Like they're taking Kentucky seriously. They know that this is a top fifteen team. Like they want to beat Kentucky at all costs. But you know the fact that she that that Davis was sitting at home and. Tennessee was still able to to, to take a 47-46 lead into the fourth quarter. Got to give credit to to the Lady Vols and give credit to Kentucky for, you know, not letting that 15-0 run, you know, put them away after mm-hmm. what Tennessee was able to do to them at TBA. So, All right. Anyway, quick break. Mm-hmm. When we come back, we're going to get silly with T. Willie. We're going to talk a little NASCAR. Here we go. As Chicken Man joins us on the other side of the break. Stay tuned. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. 
Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, the sports talk show you've always wanted. Welcome back in as we are a quarter till 11, 15 minutes to the top of the 11 o'clock hour. We are here each day, 9 to 11 a.m. on WKOM 101.7 FM. If you missed any part of today's show, you can watch it back on Facebook Live. You can hear it on our podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to it on demand. It's plenty to listen to. Check it out wherever you get it. Just search SM-TN Sports today. Really excited about this segment because last night was a a lot of fun. Had a, had a little OT action, not just in Cornersville, <laughs> but we had some down in Daytona as well. Even after getting started late Sunday, Daytona 500. The Super Bowl of NASCAR is on the air. You can hear it right here on WKOM 1017 FM. The race begins at one thirty. Coverage begins when, Chicken Man? Actually, uh, I'll have my uh, pre-race show at uh, 11.30 to 12, and I believe it's either 12 or 12.30. Uh, they will come on the air with the MRN broadcast for their pre-race. Uh, so I'll be, I'll be on the air right up until that point, though. So tune in around 11, 11.30 right here on 101.7, and I'll give you all the latest and greatest news and uh, let you know what's going to happen. So MRN has a pre-race. So you are the pre-pre-race. Then. I am the pre-pre-race. That's okay. right. Uh, He's the opener for the opener. I do anywhere <laughs> that's from okay. uh, oh, anyway, Nothing wrong with it. That's right. 30 to yeah. 60 minutes, depending on the amount of material I got and uh, how much I can stretch it. But uh, I, I generally go with a 30-minute pre-race. Mainly, we just wanted to let everybody know, you know who's starting the race. I give an update on the Xfinity race, which goes off tomorrow and the uh, truck race, which is later tonight. So uh, so we'll let you know everything that's happened and uh, let you know what's going to happen in following weeks down the road as well. So, But mainly everybody wants to know about, we'll want to talk about, we'll talk about the Bush Clash. I'll talk about the uh, the twin 150s, if you will, uh, who finished where, that type of stuff. And uh, and I'll even give you my prediction for the uh, winner. Well, so I, I guess you don't want to give that prediction here then, do you? Well, I'm different audience. Yeah, I, I want to wait, and uh, I, I got to study it a little more. So, mm, got uh, you. Can't well, rush it. After I, last night, I mean, there's a lot to to, to take in. There is. There was. There was <laughs> yeah, it, it's all about being in the right spot at the right time. And unfortunately, in that race, if you're in that race, if you're in the lead pack with two laps to go, you can win the race. It's uh, Talladega and Daytona are the two most unpredictable races you will see all year. Uh, Young Mr. Austin Dillon, he won last night, the second one, and uh, he's won there before. So, And that's pretty much the only track that he really, really runs well at. But uh, like I said, anybody can win there. There's been some first-time winners. Our own local Sterling Marlin won his first two races there. So uh, so it, it's a crapshoot, quite honestly, when it comes, <laughs> down to, comes down to the Daytona 500. So so no, no matter how much studying you do, Chicken Man, you're really just guessing. 
When it, when it comes to Daytona, it's a pure <laughs> guess. Uh, you, I mean, you can look at who you think should be the winner. Uh, unfortunately, uh, I don't like the gentleman, but Denny Hamlin, uh, two-time winner, one of only four, and uh, he could become the th- the first driver <clears throat> to ever win three if he's able to pull it off. And uh, and he ran really well last night till he had some engine problems and ran out of gas. So, but. Uh, near the end of that race but oh we that, can make it i've said that before too yeah that's right. <laughs> who can, among us hasn't that's, right. that's right there's another exit mile up i can make that one apparently he should have pulled over one exit before but, uh, gas there's three cents a gallon cheaper we can make it uh, that's right then yeah. you're walking to that three cents a gallon yeah, cheaper. You, and go. you gotta buy then you gotta buy a gas can what do they call that pennywise and pound <laughs> foolish yeah, yeah, yeah i've been there done that yeah that 20 gallons it'll save me 60 cents if i wait <laughs> 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 People don't realize you can save a penny or two. It doesn't matter. So, I want to get back to us for a second. Sure. What 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 is it about Denny Hamlin that you don't like? Oh, that's that's not well, unusual. Well, the, the oh, easy, really? Okay. Well, the easy part is he's in a Toyota. But besides that, uh, uh, he's he's kind of the current Mark Martin. If people who follow NASCAR, uh, always a bridesmaid, never never the bride. You know, uh, he's come close to the championship, never. Uh, last year was probably his best chance. So, but uh, I, plus he he kind of ruffled up uh, Chase Elliott a few a couple of years ago at Martinsville, but he learned his lesson real quick in that one. So, uh, I don't know. Just some some drivers just rub you the wrong way. I don't know what it is. But, Speaking uh, of drivers that rub you the wrong oh, way, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I know what this is coming. Listen, Chicken Man and I have have made a bet. We haven't discussed the parameters of the bet. Oh, well, I won't in on it. But here's the here's where we're at. Okay, I think Bubba Wallace is going to be much better in this Michael Jordan Denny Hamlin Toyota, the number twenty three. Even though he did get beat on a crossover last night, (laughs) you were saving that one. And he runs well at Daytona. I'm not absolutely. I think he's never finished outside the top six in the one fifties. I believe. So. You think he's going to finish 23rd. I think he's going to finish in the top 10. Let's split the difference and go 15. 15. If he finishes in the top 15. That's right. You I'm, owe us lunch. What, what, do you, what do you need next week? You owe us lunch. All and, right. And you know where it's going to be from. JJ's Barbecue. You got yeah, it. Absolutely. Hey, and I'm not mad about it. No. No, they're, my, they're actually my sponsor on my, uh, my pre-race show. So. Awesome. Yep. And mm-hmm. if he finishes outside, we'll buy you some JJ's. Sounds good to we'll me. We'll buy you two. I love those wings. They're awesome. The wings so are do, great. When you can get them. Yeah, when yes, you can get them. That's true. you got to get there early that, to get well, the wings at JJ's. Well, I usually get there when they open. So, yeah. it, so. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Timing is everything. We don't have that luxury. We're on the air to a lot. That's true. So, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, so so I, I've got Bubba Wallace finished, and I think he's going to finish in the top. 15 in points, maybe even better. I don't know. I think he's going to finish top 15 in points. Um, I, I think that's a season. win for them if he does finish in the top 15. Oh, it's a huge points. win for them. Absolutely. Uh, and he's never he, he's never been that competitive. But, again, he, you know, you're very, very good point. Uh, he's never been in a great car. Uh, you know, he, he's never – he won the truck series a couple of races, never won the Xfinity series, but uh, no championships either. But still uh, – I mean, he can do it. I just, and basically, that's a fourth Gibbs car. To be honest, mm-hmm. I mean, that's those, exactly what it is. Those cars were owned by the Gibbs last year. They were leased out to a different team, but uh, so he's because you can't all have that. more than three. Well, 
on top of that, uh, NASCAR is kind of like the Big Ten did in football, completely violate their rules. <laughs> if, if you drive for one owner, you are not allowed to own or even partially own another team. And, and, and who owns the 23 partially? Denny Hamlin. Hamlin. So NASCAR, their theory is they'll monitor it during the year. But if Bubba Wallace is close to winning his first race at Martinsville and Denny Hamlin is right on his bumper, you think he's going to spin him out like he would any other driver? Not a chance. So and if that oh. happens, NASCAR needs to, needs to nail him big time. Well, I mean, are you going to nail somebody for not wrecking somebody? Ab- what when you <laughs> yes when you know when you know every other driver that, that you nine times out of ten they would have they would have any other driver in the field so it would just if they don't nail them they're at least going to pull them into the big red trailer and have a talk with them we'll so, see that that'd be my that's probably what'll happen but I don't I don't perceive that that situation happening other than possibly at Daytona or Talladega well I mean obviously with the super speedways uh, right. maybe even Nashville. We don't know how that's going to run, but that's true. But it's a super speedway, so you you never know what's going to happen because at super speedways, I I don't know a lot about NASCAR. I know Mo has very little knowledge as far as as far as the the strategy goes. So very little. You're you're giving at, me a lot of credit there. But at super speedways, you pretty much don't have to use the brakes. <laughs> like no. I mean, you let off the gas going in, and you come off the gas, and you you barrel you get down, and getting out. I mean, that's pretty much the strategy. <laughs> Basically, coming in and out of the pitch, you use the, you, other than that, your brakes that's really aren't pretty needed, much it. So yeah, that's, that's you exactly got to slow right. down to what? What's what speed limit on pit road? To, uh, and it varies by track, uh, anywhere from thirty five to forty five, and from two hundred up to, to fifty five. <laughs> yeah, they're running close two hundred, and I I think I think I'm not positive. At uh, Talladega and Daytona would be about fifty-five. Uh, still from so, two hundred, yeah, <laughs> still. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, so I so on the pole front row this week is uh, Alex Bowman, Alex Bowman, and William Byron. Well, they're probably both going to start from the rear. What? Uh, Alex Bowman uh, had engine trouble in his. Oh, race. that's right, he did. So, and William Byron's car got in in a bad wreck near the end. They've already announced he's going to a backup. So, oh, then. So on the pole could be Almirola. Almirola and Dylan will be will, should start first and second, and then Christopher Bell and Bubba Wallace probably will start third. Wow, and Christopher Bell is a name to keep an eye on too. So, uh, we talked about him a couple of years ago when he was in the Xfinity series. And uh, he's in a he's in that twenty car now, uh, so that's a car to that's a that's a young man to keep an eye on. Kyle Larson will start just outside the top ten in eleven. How yes? How impressed have you been with his performance uh, at Speed Week? Yeah, yeah. Kyle Larson. He, the biggest thing that's impressive is you're not hearing a whole lot about him. He's, <laughs> there you go. He's very he's kept very, his mouth shut. very wise. He's staying out of the spotlight. Uh, you know he's he did what he had to do. NASCAR required of him, and uh, he, he's a good young man. He made a terrible mistake, um, but I, you cannot deny his talent in that race car. You know he went down into the dirt track, into the sprint cars, and just dominated yeah, all around the country. Uh, he's a super talent. Uh, I expect him to do well this year. I I would not be surprised to see him make the top ten. He's in a good team, the Hendricks team. Why is Derek Cope in this race? Because he's uh, he pays the money to uh, 
to field the team, and he made. And the good thing is, uh, my good friend David Power, who we've actually had on our show, call in. He's actually the Jackman for, or the Gasman for Derek Cope this uh, this race. So, so I've got a little connection there. That's insane. I know that, it is. That blows my mind that that's Derek like Mor- Cope is in this race. That's like Morgan Shepard. You know, like, uh, he's not in this race, but. Them guys, they just hang on. They love the sport How so much. How old is Derek Cope? He is 62. He's a young guy compared to Morgan Shepard was in his 80s when he was trying to finish up. So. <sighs> anyway. Yep. His last win was the Budweiser 500 in 1990. And he did beat Dale Earnhardt oh. at the Daytona 500 when Dale had a flat. Oh. <laughs> Remember? In 1990. 1990 was his last win. That's correct. Yeah. 31, 31 years, years ago. Mm-hmm. Anyway. He loves the sport. NASCAR, Clearly. Daytona 500, 130. Coverage right here on 1017 starting at 1130 11.30-ish. Yeah. Uh, just tune in around 11. You'll hear the chicken man come on whenever he feels yeah. like it, and that'll be okay. Just turn it on all the time and you have it, leave it. And just leave that turn it on, on and leave it on. There you go. Lock it in and rip the knob off. That's there it. Go. There you go. Um, getting silly with T. Willie. Absolutely. Uh, last night after supper, my, ass, my wife asked me if I'd clear the table. I had to get a good running start, but I made it. <laughs> Andrew's face is so good right now. Oh, you yeah, had no idea. <laughs> that was so great. Forget forget the NASCAR knowledge. That's what we bring. That's what it's worth. And remember the name, Austin Dillon. Austin Dillon. There you go. You can hear the prediction for the winner on Chicken Man Show on. Sunday, we had a great show. It was a lot of fun today. A lot of fun. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us today on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day. We'll be back on Monday, 9 o'clock, 9 to 11, talking high school sports in the 9 o'clock hour and everything else in the 10 o'clock hour. We appreciate you guys listening for uh, Andrew Moore. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. We would uh, love to have you back anytime that you want to. Chicken Man, hanging out with us for this NASCAR segment. We'll, we'll be bringing him in on uh, more often throughout the NASCAR season. For our producer, J.P. Plant, who is killing it with the buttons, the Hall of Famer, Mo Patton, I'm Chris Yao. Have a great weekend and stay cool, Columbia.